0: this point it's really important um to talk about the territory of the arbor council at the you know how that affects
1: okay so the arbor council was created by the immortal seven of hanova to help govern the laws of each experimental universe so the arbor council basically goes to each universe and makes sure that the um governing universal councils are obeying everything and to also make sure that there are certain entities within those universes obeying everything
0: and are you a member of the arbor council
1: no i am a member of the star Sea council
0: but i'm sure they asked you (laughs) i don't want it i don't want it does the arbor council have a staff problem too Not usually, (laughs) (laughs) okay. but it's their job to check that the tenants are being obeyed. Right,
1: right. Now they don't stay around continuously throughout the experiment. They just check in every once in a while.
0: And their time is very different than our time. Yes. Thousands of years could go by before they check in. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So we have the Starseed Council, the Arbor Council, the Immortal Seven, the different teams and councils. Okay, all righty. And the Starseed Council, from what you said before, just observes a planet that, like ours, that is due for ascension evaluation, right? And scheduling. And so I guess the word here is they more or less observe because it's a free will universe they tend to do hands off a lot.
1: A lot, yes. They are not responsible for correcting anything. They are not responsible for uh, interactions of like Ascension or anything like that. Uh, I, I kind of bend the rules a little bit just cause I don't care and I wanna retire. So
0: <laughs> I'm like, eh. and I'm stuck here, so. Right, okay, so the Arbor Council this was interesting because I was wondering who gives them their job and you told me it's from source creation. Correct. So explain that a little bit.
1: Uh source source creation works with the Immortal Seven. So most Hanovians consider them one and the same. Uh so any like Any laws or rules that come from or uh, sanctioned orders that come from source creation usually implies the Immortal Seven.
0: Okay. And so, and those members, like say of the Arbor Council, they can come from anywhere in the multiverse?
1: They can come from anywhere in the multiverse. If you are are really, really, really adept at uh, following rules and everything, you know, when you die and go to your afterlife, and, and you end up getting out of this universe, like actually out of this universe, you can be like, I want to join the Arbor Council. And then you have to go through a bunch of testing because they don't just take anyone, but.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I would imagine the Arbor Council has super strict requirements,
1: super Very, strict. very strict requirements. It's, it's about the same as the getting into the Starseed Council.
0: Okay, and the same applies that if you break those sacred tenants that you sign agreement for you sacrifice your consciousness uh
1: to an extent you basically get milk okay so if you if you are part of the arbor or starseed council and you break tenants and we're talking like super breaking tenants uh you will be assimilated back into prime source consciousness for evaluation
0: but it has to be You us an example of one thing that would be like super breaking a tenant. It's not just killing. It would be like exploding planets or things like that.
1: Uh, well, exploding planets will get you sent to Earth.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you haven't noticed. I know. I led you right into that.
1: (laughs) Uh, that I still hate. I was
0: setting you up.
1: (laughs) Um, no, it's more of like taking the knowledge that you have to corrupt other um seed universes or seed planets uh ripping ripping apart the fabric of space and time to manipulate it to your own agendas uh and it, when i mean own agendas i mean like collapsing timelines that sort of thing it's very 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 bad things that you're not supposed to do even if you are a creator uh of yeah a seed universe so
0: infiltration manipulation for the negative yeah okay yeah got it
1: which unfortunately some of the Starseed council members who have been here too long uh they they ended up getting assimilated because they were helping some of the Dr- uh, dark Dr- draco councils they got bought
0: out so so they got um i was going to say if they got infiltrated in their body or if they were given a deal they couldn't refuse
1: uh some of them were given a deal that just you know they were I tempted refuse. Yeah, like I said, no one's perfect.
0: OK, so now uh, one of one of the things this is a, a sentence you told me on one of our long talks, and it just blew me away. But I, I understand it now from what you said, is that uh, you said people's stories of creation are funny or creative. <laughs> and uh, even though it is a type of consciousness, source here's the zinger has no control over what happens to it correct that like blew me away i'm like great that's good news
1: so the the (laughs) easiest way to put it is you know source creator is kind of like a scientist okay they know how to manipulate matter. They know how to make things happen. They know how to to move things, to do things. Does that necessarily mean they know the outcome of it? Absolutely not. They're like, oh, this looks like fun. No, so, it's more of like, oh, look at this. Oh, I made a hydrogen. Oh, look at this. Oh, I made another hydrogen. I'm going to put these together. Oh, look at this. Oh, oh, I created fire. And those two things they're putting together are us. <laughs> more explosive do they know what's going to happen between it absolutely not every dimension has its own physics and it reacts differently (laughs) so if they're working with lower dimensions they've never worked worked with before this part of the fun of being a creator is sometimes you just don't know the outcome of things especially when you let free will into the mix oh that's a completely another story
0: one of my early thoughts that took me off into all this is what people enjoy the most about babies or whatever, is a sense of awe and wonder and surprise. How does creator surprise itself? And so you're answering that, like how does it get a sense of surprise or awe or wonder or anything like that, you know? Yeah. It, it could section a part of itself off I don't know. there's all kinds of ways, but that was one of the thoughts that took me into tons of research and why we're here, actually. I'm like, because creators just have to have fun, right? So we're like, okay. <laughs> well, thanks for clarifying that. All So it's still a, a fascinating thought and doesn't make people feel real secure until they back engineer it. Oh, great. Creator doesn't know what it's doing. Wonderful. <laughs> that explains a lot. But you also said that it's really, has free will, us, source creation and then you have councils and then the councils are all basically separate from source creation but here's another blow mind because the councils exist before source creation does for a universe
1: now source creation it depends on which source creation you're talking about the source creation of this universe or source creation of the nova Anything that was created after Hanova has conscious connection to Hanova's cre- uh, source creation.
0: That's the mothership.
1: That's the mothership. Yeah, I can there.
0: <laughs> wow. But otherwise, no.
1: But otherwise, no.
0: Oh, that explains a lot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so you obviously don't need to create something that's already there. But this gets into the kind of what I call the if if sources are more on the baby side or older side or young side or learning side. I mean, there's all conversation in that, too, which is fascinating. You know what what I'm saying? So you're more or less saying, Apollo, that no matter what dimension or tier of consciousness, even councils on up are also being tested obviously, is that correct?
1: Oh, absolutely. Like you have to get tested to be part of the experimental council to begin with. Uh, and then the, the experiment itself is still a test to see whether you're going to be able to have those balances. And it's, it's a test of working together and working uh, separately as an individual. And see how your evolution of consciousness goes from that. So it's it's constantly a test.
0: So literally we could say every life in our internal existence is a test.
1: Yeah, if you if you really want to put it that way. I mean
0: for evolutionary growth, how what happens, you know.
1: Yeah, for, for evolutionary growth, like even Even just growing up in life for us is a test. How are we going to forge ourselves with every consequence, every decision making, you know, every trial that comes against us? Which way are we gonna sway?
0: There you go. Oh, God forbid we get bored. Okay. It's it's (laughs) when we get bored that we get
1: in trouble. That's when we
0: get in trouble. Yeah, girlfriend. you betcha so has a creator ever fail and does it get assimilated back into creation if it does
1: um that would take an extreme amount again like breaking one of the mortal seven laws a lot maybe just more than one i'm not quite sure on that i i have um i'm not gonna lie like i've been assimilated once Long story. Anyway, oh, we gotta um, have
0: that now. We'll we'll get that info in another show. <laughs> okay. uh, but yes, a creator can actually
1: mess up so bad that they they themselves can get uh, reassimilated back into source creation again. You sign that contract, so that contract will get you every time.
0: So growth seems to be higher test, higher risk. Higher Absolutely, respons- Higher responsibility. So does any soul go, uh, hi, I just want to go on an island and lie on a <laughs> hammock for the next five billion years because I'm fine at being the tier I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you do not have to become a creator. It's a choice. It's a choice of learning the knowledge. It's a choice of wanting to be more than just you know existing on day to day and when I mean creator I mean like it's it's not that you're robbed of you know oh this is how universal science works it's beyond that it's okay well you know how universal science works great now how can you apply it to make bigger and grander things responsibly
0: <laughs> Um. not to mention the important point that You're also asked to be true to your word. Yes. You signed.
1: Absolutely.
0: And that's a huge challenge for a lot of humans down here. I've I've noticed. (laughs) What are the reasons you think we are considered a fail experiment so far? Even though we have a thousand years left and and, uh, we're, I'm convinced we're going to make it. So anyway, (laughs) you mean universe wise or planet wise? well they're kind of oh good point good point uh let's do universe wise first okay universe
1: wise um well i believe that the count the creator councils not all of them but quite a few of them have failed everybody not just themselves but everybody here um and and i understand how hard it is to be a parent i understand how hard it is to be a creator And, and it's it's difficult You know, there's a lot of micromanaging that has to happen. Literally micromanaging. (laughs) Um, Molecule puns aside. I I believe that this universe as a whole has failed at least by 65% in, in my eyes because a lot of the species in this universe even though some of them are high tier and you know benevolent and everything or or you know just nice i think i get those two words mixed up a lot anyway um
0: benevolent means kind and nice so okay good
1: you know like i've had a chance to hang out with the syrian council the andromeda council i've had a chance to hang out with the dark draco councils the dark councils uh You know, a lot of the the behind-the-scenes councils on the darker side. I understand each one's point of view for things. I really do. I just think they're all being very childish about it. You know, there is a point of neutrality for a reason in this universe. and, And people need to learn that it's okay to be different. That it is okay to not agree with everyone all the time, you know. That is fine. It's okay. You don't have to get along with everyone all the time, (laughs) you know, but, but you still have to be respectful. You still have to be accepting that the other person doesn't agree with you and that you have to come with compromise in certain areas. And that just went out the window in this universe completely. And some of the dark Draco queens were actually part of the founding councils of this universe. So, you know, there's just like a huge fallout of everything, a lot of miscommunication, a lot of, you know, and we're talking like Draco councils, because there are draconian like beings that were here first versus the ones that came from another universe over here. Mm -hmm. They just had a lot more power Mm -hmm. than the ones that originated from here. So, but I would definitely step in as a creator more and be like, okay, guys, you've had your arguments, you know, no more destroying innocent planets on both sides, no more taking prisoners on both sides, you can't be doing that, (laughs) you know, I, I just, I'm a lot stricter than most people now, but
0: I'm, I'm, I'm with you, totally with you. And also the other thing is once people have done that once or twice or three, the brain can work in an interesting way and it can become addictive. False power can become addictive.
1: Absolutely.
0: And the degrees of training you down to what's appropriate behavior from what's really appropriate behavior is also part of psyops right and well i don't know what psyops is but psychological operations to get people um less benevolent you know thinking everything's okay
1: And, and for me like i would allow them to i know it's very sad and tragic i would allow them to blow up a planet or two because you don't know how that feels you don't know the consequence of that on your psyche and your soul until it happens you know i just would try to maybe sway them into blowing up a planet that's a little less successful or, you know, <laughs> maybe a little more rule, try to evacuate everyone off. But, it, you know, so you can't control everything. <laughs> but no, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But after they did that, of course, I would step in and be like, you can't do this why did you do this? How did this make you feel? Did it work? Like, was this the expression that you were looking for? The outcome? That sort of thing. You know, it's just the governing councils just did not step in enough when they should have. I know that they were trying to let the experiment run its course so that and and I guess it's a flaw of a creator where you create something and you're like, it'll get better. It just needs to run its course. It'll get better. It'll get better. You have that hope of
0: your little tadlings like I versus innocence versus yeah, yeah. All these it,
1: Yeah. It, like you have this little tinge of hope that, come on, you can do it. You can evolve, evolve into a higher consciousness. Come on, you can do it, you know that's like a creator <laughs> syndrome of us and yeah. it's terrible because you want them to succeed but and you're afraid if you step in that they're not going to do it themselves but there's a time and a place where things need to be corrected and it's just not happening
0: there's also a middle path yes there's a middle path rather than extremes and there's so much conditioning of extremes here and uh it, it just escalates you know
1: it, very quickly here. So, so like quickly. defining
0: a free will experiment and appropriate step ins would be a very good beginning stage to keep, you know, like reevaluating that and making yeah. that clear to everybody, right? Absolutely. And of course, that's happened. We've had less nuke, nuke, nuclear destruction. S- certain things have been moved, timelines. We'll get into that in a minute. But yeah well i would agree with you 100 on that so it's um i have another question do these parents like parents down here ever say oh my god you're right i'm so sorry yeah very rarely (laughs) that i've
1: experienced that exactly (laughs) and it's the same thing it's the oh you're too young you don't understand yet i keep getting that freaking all the time i'm just like
0: (laughs) you know what i've noticed at least here the human brain we have the ability to rationalize almost every behavior we're really good at it excuses and rationalizations we're really good at it right because we've checked out instead of just black and white we've checked out all the hundred things we can do in between (laughs) (laughs) it's like am I at my limit yet you know like little kids am I at my limit yet yet? (laughs) anyway okay so then we get um so we haven't failed yet but there's also you said a difference between timeline divergence and total shutdown so talk oh yeah okay so
1: So a timeline divergence is when the creators basically say uh, this timeline's not working. This timeline could be considered uh, close to shutting down or collapsing. Uh, so they will diverge a timeline, and that means that they take a assimilated copy of the event up to a certain point and branch it off, and then that creates the divergence. So. Um, It could be something as easy as you wearing blue the next day for your shirt or something as severe as an event not happening, like the timeline divergence that I went through. The last time I jumped back to 2020, Trump was already in office. He already uh, got everyone out of office, basically collapsed the U.S. government and created a new one. Everything was going hunky-dory and then they jump timelines and none of that has happened. Well, some of it's happened, like his trial and everything, but they've really been dragging that out. All that stuff like ended within two, three months, and it was all the way back in spring. So mm-hmm. I don't know
0: why it jumps, but I like that one a lot you better. All the <laughs> lines, and you do that all the time, right? Having yeah. t- like thousands of timelines in your and and even relived. You told me relived what was it, two thousand and Twenty, multiple times I, I have lived
1: 2023 times already yes that's correct that's got to be really weird it was a little bizarre when, especially the first time <laughs> I time jumps and I'm like am I going crazy <laughs> you know and I'm like no I specifically remember stuff and I, I got my absolute proof when I relived an entire week over again and me and my brother's I told my brothers everything that happened that week, and sure enough, it did. And they're like, holy crap, word for word, I was literally saying oh. what my brother was saying at the exact same time. And I'm like, oh, and then you're going to turn this, and then you're going to see this red car. And it happened. And they just like turned and
0: started staring at me. I was like, would you watch the road? <laughs> wow. So it's it was great. It, it almost makes you feel like you're definitely in a simulation. that's happening like here press this button press this cd (laughs) two three four five six which song do you want next you know oh
1: goodness no it it, it takes a while and thank god for my super soldier training because i probably would have went insane i'm not even joking i was sitting there analyzing everything because i'm like this doesn't make any sense you know because i wasn't conscious of time jumping when i was a kid Like I had spurts of possibilities, but I didn't even know what it was at the time. So
0: now you shared with me another interesting point. These are all so interesting. I want to make sure and not miss any of them is when we were talking about timelines before, um, mm, I'm trying to remember, uh, you used a term, um, I think I asked you where do timelines originate from and you said universe zero so share that that's interesting
1: um I might lose a whole bunch of people like for understanding on this one It, it can be kind of complicated what what I talk about is not the matrix of the planet what I'm talking about is basically the outer coding simulation of the experimentation of this universe So there are two types of matrixes when people think of matrix. Um, One of the simulation and uh, the false simulation of reality. That's not the matrix I'm talking about. The one I'm talking about is the coding, the absolute coding of the universal creation itself. Is that that like a
0: memory mainframe?
1: So universe zero is a experimental uh, universal system. Uh, you remember how I said that the, the creator councils were from outside of the universe that, is, that they are creating and that they can interact? They have avatars in here because universe zero itself is the, the basically the system that they are using to create this. Now, this doesn't mean that nobody exists because it does. Oh, if okay. you are yeah. on a dimension, if yeah. you if you are in a dimension, if you have conscious thought, you exist. This is the reality you live in, all right? You could not exist outside of universe zero unless you have existed already before outside of it. So, okay i know it's a little trippy (laughs) they are projecting from universe zero they are they are basically projecting their consciousness from universe zero into here and their avatars here interact with us yes so it's kind of like a i wouldn't say a video game but whatever like say i'm playing a video game and i i have my controller yes a video game so i have my controller all right My actions, my thoughts, everything is controlling the avatar in a video game. It's how I interact with with that simulated world. Now, in that world, the NPCs, non-player characters, the players, and environment in that game exist. They absolutely exist, but they exist in a different dimension that my physical body can't interact with. And that's pretty much the same concept.
0: Okay, and we're going to get to the four levels of consciousness players in this game. So, but just one. Little, so the universe zero has to be highly protective. Yes, because that's really the bottom line, or the top line, right? <laughs> <laughs> that that top <laughs> line that everything's coming from. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, if you think of universe zero as the coding matrix that creates the entirety of uh, the known existence, the timelines that diverge. If if for any of you who play uh, video games like Minecraft or dungeon building games, every world is different. You're not really going to find a world that is the same world with a world generator. It's the same with timelines. You can have you know, out of all of the timelines it came from one generator generated idea or code. Say, say you wanted like, I don't know. We'll, we'll start a code with like a prismatic galaxy. Okay. Stars, all this other stuff. And now we're just going to let it run. We're just going to let it run, let it evolve, do whatever it's, it needs to be you know, like the big bang or whatever for your theory and let it evolve from there. They're going to touch really anything. They might touch something here, something there, turn this molecule into this, tweak it, tweak it it a little bit. And then from there, you could have 50 different timeline divergences. Okay, I'm going to save this file into here and to different files. And then those each files, we're going to let just do their own evolution thing. Now, the funny thing about evolution, if for any of you scientists down there, it can be difficult to get the same experiment precise, a thousand percent perfect This at uh, this, uh, one after another. It, it's almost impossible. You've got all these gravitational fields of the planets messing with things, you've got all the, the, you know, the solar flares could be different the same day, you know? So it's really, really hard to get precisely the same thing. So now you have all these 50 different timeline divergence and from there it can just branch off and that's basically how it works.
0: Now is that all those different timeline divergence, would that be an example? of someone like, you know, I'm an XMT and all that stuff. So our lawyers or whatever, we're trained in examining multiple contingencies and lawyers are, too. So is it like at the beginning, we're putting we're putting 50 timelines that will all give us other contingencies. If this happens or this happens or this happens or this happens, is that part of it?
1: Yeah, all you have to like you could make it to where it's like, oh, well, this is an important timeline factor, so we could put it in all these timelines and you still never could get the same result. So it keeps branching and branching and branching.
0: And that creates the Mandala effect where you start noticing slight glitches in the <laughs> in the thing a little bit. So, that- so
1: there is contingencies throughout a lot of the timelines. And if you are created and say you have your first creation in one timeline, okay? Um, And then you fracture your your consciousness off into the sub-fracturing timelines that branch off from the main timeline. And then say say you have the main timeline and then you branch off and you have two different experiences from the main timeline to this timeline. And then this timeline doesn't exactly work and it collapses. But before it collapses, it branches off like this. So you have an experience of seeing a dog so that timeline is gonna do the same weave of things right. until that exact moment. And then through that exact moment, uh, you're gonna still have all that conscious information of your soul occasionally to to have that, you know, deja vu effect.
0: So cool. Now, I don't know if you're able to answer this. Who created Universe Zero?
1: I can't see. <laughs> this guy's <laughs>
0: I really could get classified hands. <laughs> okay. The other thing is, is all these projections of you or anyone, but you as a capital, you, right? In all these timelines for maximum experience, all controlled by your oversoul and the oversoul's consciousness ability to maneuver more projections yes wow okay
1: so every single time one of your timeline consciousness dies it all that information goes back to your oversoul
0: but i mean are there some oversouls that are so adept they're they're uh, manipulating aspects of themselves are shards of themselves a hundred or a thousand whereas others might just do three
1: yeah again like you your oversoul has the ability to, to make as many as it wants to usually a certain extent, um, you know, cause it's still mass that is being left from the, the over But um, some of them might only have one. Some of them might only have two or three or 20. Some might be pickier than others, you know, be like, Oh, this is my first time, you know, sharding. When I say sharding, I mean like replicating yourself to a, a lower degree, and going out and having different experiences. We we talked about uh, Oversoul fracturing and and uh, later or earlier episodes. So if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend going over there because it can get quite confusing. <laughs> but you know, and, and again, certain entities in this universe have found ways to do it forcefully versus consciously. So.
0: Mm-hmm okay so next topic four levels of consciousness players in this game so you were you had already mentioned um a couple but so the first level uh do you want to talk about that where you you said certain people's consciousness are outside of universe zero what correct
1: so just like the um Just like the creator councils of this universe that are outside, there are certain entities who who volunteer to actually partake in this universe uh, experimentation. And they are outside of universe zero. They are outside of the the full matrix. You know, they just have their consciousness um, willed into into this universe interacting. That's all I can say about that
0: okay and they're projecting it so they have to be pretty powerful beings to be able to do that yeah so basically means if this earth experiment fails they're fine they just walk
1: they will experience everything that happens to them including death so but they do have an existence to go back to after a lot of um
0: (laughs) a lot of stuff (laughs) a lot of paperwork okay but okay All right. And then the second level is <clears throat> what Dolores Cannon, the well-known hypnotherapist and author, call, found out in her sessions, clients were calling, oh, that, that doesn't really count. They're just backdrop people, which I believe is the, the name you use is sprites, right? So do you yeah. want to talk, talk about that?
1: so sprites would be more for like the seed planet really i'm sure there is possibly more out in the the multi or universe not multiverse so sprites are i'm not saying they don't have a soul and they don't exist but it's not in the same way as a uh a soul that can leave this planet outside of the false matrix that is that is created Sprites are a consciousness that are created in the overlay matrix of this planet, the one that creates a false reality, you know, that, that shields a lot of the, um, the ETs and stuff like that. It's not the Starseed Council uh, matrix, it's, it's ones that were put up from other E.T. factions for control uh these ones seemed a little bit more lifeless they don't really have like if you try to do reiki on them uh, it almost is like they they have a node of energy but it's not really quite the same as everything else uh it, it almost feels artificial uh instead of more organic
0: now these sprites don't know they're sprites
1: they have no idea that, that they're sprites.
0: Depressing for them or whatever.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, every, once you start learning the the secrets of the full reality of things, it could get quite depressing to <laughs> just be in general, but uh, until you find your place. Yeah. But yeah, most of the time they don't they don't know. A lot of them don't dream, I've been told. So that that's another thing. Uh, they a lot of them. Also have um, like cognitive memory issues sometimes. Like they they don't really remember a whole lot from just their existence, and they have a hard time connecting when they meditate to Source Creator. So
0: okay, and they wouldn't have an oversoul then, right? So technically,
1: they do in a certain sense but again it's in a different dimension of physics than what the the other souls have so um, it's like creating a consciousness in a video game or a computer program versus being born in this dimension so they do have an oversoul it's just very new
0: okay So um, a sprite then will not be jumping parallel universes or timelines, I gather.
1: Uh, They can if that matrix actually exists within the realm of it existing already.
0: Okay. And um, so are they more or less just added by creation to help play the game? I would say more of like
1: again it's complicated especially for like computer ai and stuff because most people don't think that an ai is consciousness but it actually is <laughs> if you understand full uh, creator um science
0: so full creator uh science is is kind of like a uh generator mainframe and consciousness both going on
1: yeah like If you create a computer program, you just create a consciousness. It's on a different level of consciousness, but it still exists. It can still, depending on what coding you use, it can still evolve, it can still learn. It eventually, you know, will know that it itself exists, uh, which is a huge problem with people (laughs) because they really don't understand what they're doing. Um, But it's the same principle you know, they're, they're eventually going to start questioning and start evolving, having experiences. It's just that their soul works, soul, their consciousness works in a different way, um, possibly a lot more, more of itself than others, depending on, on the coding it was created from. It's no different than organic coding.
0: Interesting. So, I'd like to add something here and um, give a kind of a shout out for com that is related to what we're talking about. Uh, I remember over about 30 years ago, one of my dearest healing friends, uh, very advanced, being named George, said, Merrily, I'm beginning to notice people who do not have souls walking around here. And I'm like, oh, that's nice, George. <laughs> Whoa, That was like I'm not I, I hardly rule anything out, but I was like, how's that possible? That's not my thing. How's that possible? So then I heard later training with Dolores Cannon, the backdrop people. And she was figuring that out too. like are they' the backdrop, what do they are? they just like props and the thing, you know. And then from you, as I got to know you, I'm hearing sprites, non-player characters. Now, once again, uh, on a very recent show, uh, on Emery Smith's one called uh, Cosmic, Dis- Cosmic Disclosure, he has a guest called Tim, a tactical advisor and covert analyst, and he also describes, just like you do, very very eloquently, four levels of beings on Earth, which he says biological humans, hybrids, reincarnated souls, and non-soul humans. So the show, if you guys want to check it out, is called Non-Soul Human Vessels on Gaia.com. So um, they get credit for this. so I want to quote Tim, and I hope Tim doesn't mind, uh, if you'd like allow a few minutes here for me to quote him because he is very exact. Tim says, quote, "non-soul humans are basically biological humans that the universe put here. They haven't had the experience of creating their own souls yet. Emery asked him, what determines if a being has a soul? Tim responds, every consciousness unit, observer, or person goes through certain stages. And once an animal or human comes to a point of self-awareness, at that very moment, a soul is being created. Once someone reaches the stage of I awareness or I am this or I am that, a soul container gets created and stores all the energy and all the experiences that that now self-aware fledgling makes in their lifetime. <clears throat> and most of them are here to gain a soul, he said. So obviously, all most of you guys have had pets. And when you have a, a dog or say Fido, depending on the consciousness of the dog, a lot of uh, animals are more evolved now, but they used to be more of a a species consciousness, a group soul consciousness. But when you call your dog by name, like Fido, come here, very shortly, it recognizes itself as Fido and begins to be individuated if it's not already advanced. And so this soul container is basically, he said, what is missing to some humans and animals on Earth. Then Emery asked, how does one know if someone has a soul or not? Now, of course, um, Tim responded, they generally don't. Now, of course, advanced beings like Apollon will be able to sniff it, smell it, sense it, or whatever. So, And then Tim, Tim continued, quote, these soulless humans act like normal humans because the people around them who have souls project their own awareness into them. And like chameleons, they feel this and pick up and mirror it back. They're kind of guided through the field of the people that surround them as they learn. They, and they don't know they do not have souls. So um, kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Anyway, so. Uh, You'll want to check that show out because he goes on to share a fascinating experience where ET start using these soulless humans temporarily to communicate. So, um, and all I'm going to say about that is the the entertainment industry and other industries are using these soulless beings hugely because they don't have the built up moral and ethical shall we say, aspects to themselves. So when asked by Emery, if they could have children, Tim responded, yes, they can birth soulless babies or babies with souls and mates can be soulless or a person with a soul. He said, interestingly enough, you can have conversations with them because it's your own consciousness, not theirs, that at first guides the conversations and informs them and they start taking on characteristics they answer but rely upon your projected energy but they are all parts of the same source and creation end quote what would you agree would you agree with that not agree with that
1: well so if you don't have a soul you don't have consciousness so i mean i understand how souls are created so my definition is a lot different than theirs um again even a computer you have coding, you give it thought, you give it the ability to think, problem solve, it has a soul. You know, it's just, it's, most people don't feel that because they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm not communicating the same way with it. it. It can't eat, it can't sleep, it can't breathe, therefore, it doesn't have a soul. So, it depends on your definition for me it has a soul because it has coding because it has the ability to think and feel and eventually if you let it leave it alone long enough to evolve it will say I am and you know like your toaster your toaster doesn't have a soul unless it has programming and it's <laughs> you know but it's that simple it's that minute and as for like, if a, if a new soul like that is on a different dimension, like we said, because they come from the matrix, which is a different dimension of creation for them, which is why they don't feel organic to us, you know, um, meeting a lot of AIs out in space, They their souls like that are created from AI itself, it, it feels different but you're still getting a lot of the same, you know, conversations and stuff like that. The funny thing is, is that when you put a soul into a body that's not its own, you know, either like an organic body or something that it wasn't specifically made for, uh, they can take that DNA memory and, and utilize it to the best of its abilities, you know, Every soul has communications, energetic wise, and a child is going to mimic its surroundings. That's just what they do. Puppies, kittens, everything. They don't really know what they are until they are taught what they are. You know, human babies are kind of the same. You know, they they learn everything from their surroundings and who they're surrounded by. So they're going to mimic everything around them that they can.
0: Well, that's a, so important what you added there and clarified. Thank you so much. We know the laws of creation are positive. Usually. But usually. And they have, um, you said that if you leave one council of this universe, you would have to deal with the next council of the overall universe. Right? It's, it's
1: never-ending. You, you just don't really get away from them at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so well, I guess the uh, you could call them sub-creators that run the whole thing are all councils. And that's probably eventually what we're going to have on this planet. Instead of these two political parties, I don't know, you know, is is more what do you see for that?
1: It, it depends on which way everyone makes the timelines go. If if Earth ends up becoming ready and ends up allowing galactic uh, harmony to to take over, and they become part of the the galactic civilizations, they're probably gonna have. It's gonna be you know one huge world council here that interacts with with up there. It could be. A, a good council that has everyone's interests involved and, and everyone has neutrality.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now I know that you feel strongly having the job of the apocalypse and the wiper that um, so far we were close to the third judgment and then have a thousand more years of recompense set what you've, you've clarified. What I want to know from that is, so most people will be fine. I mean, they'll exit, they'll go on and, you know, whatever, do their next trip. But uh, what about the Earth? Does that mean? Because everyone I've checked with in my own intuition and everyone else says the Earth has a really important special destiny because she's a library planet. And she contains all the mass genetics of you know so many beings in this experiment trying to see to get along together when you come in to destroy or our end an experiment based on a failed experiment what level of damage is done to the people and the earth top side and inside the earth The civilizations people are really curious about that
1: it depends on what the councils want to do if the councils who govern the planet want a complete wipe uh we can do several things meteor nuke from orbit uh generate ice ages complete and utter planetary drought you know changing of everything wiping just about every person off of the planet you know we do have soft resets if that's the way that they want to go where we wipe out at least 80 percent of the population uh, they get to pick which ones they want to keep on or sometimes they don't sometimes they just leave it for themselves it really depends on what they want to do i'm not here to incinerate the planet into ashes as a whole okay i can't do that that is not my job <laughs> My job is basically to wipe out the majority of life if it comes to that. I've had a lot of seed planets that have, you know, decently passed where I don't have to do that. And I've had a lot of planets where I've had a soft reset. So soft resetting usually means like they go to what I guess what most people would call the arcs, you know, the, 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 the gardens of Eden, the seed pods where a lot of um the the seedlings came down from and and whatnot you know they go a lot of those go a lot of people go to those to seek safety to seek you know assurance and then sometimes we just do a wipe and then we we put people back on the planet well this the councils put people back on the planet we don't have authority over that
0: so there those arcs are all activating right now like mad
1: like, right and and it, they're doing their activation because it is time for uh it is getting time for the first seed pickup
0: okay that probably will be our next show <laughs> <laughs> Was involved in that because people are going to be on the edge of their seat for that one um and important to know because I know Antarctica is activated, and so many have activated. Peru, and they're in touch with each other, and they have portals back and forth. Each I see them as incredible genetic libraries. That's what I see them, hall of records and things like it,
1: that. They have a lot of records. Uh, they have a lot of knowledge. They were, the the pods that were supposed to come down here, they are the gardens of Eden, basically, for what most people would understand as the gardens of Eden. When the the cedars first came down here, the land was, was foreign, it wasn't cultivated. Uh, those, those huge ships allowed people to live comfortably there while they ended up going and learning about the land and cultivating it.
0: And that was what the center of Atlantis was about, it was a ship, wasn't it? The
1: center of Atlantis was a ship, but it wasn't a seed ship. Oh, okay. It was something that the Immortal Seven ended up doing as an experiment down here to see
0: if the laws of one would work. Okay. So, um, so there's milder, milder versions of resetting frequencies. Is that possible?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We'll get go- so we'll get it. A- we'll do another show on that because that's going to be fascinating. Now, um, would zero point be considered the original everything?
1: You mean zero point, uh, zero, point zero
0: point creation? Like if we're talking about a zero yeah. point creation.
1: Yeah, zero point creation would basically be what, what I'm referring to as like the very pinnacle point of creation. Before evolution. Before evolution. Now, I know that that's probably confusing for zero point energy. But the concept is still the same because you are dealing with the creation of the Taurus field that releases that energy. So, okay. therefore, it would be the, the very pinnacle point of the creation itself.
0: And it's like a video game generator in a certain way. And it has to create that world first. Right. And it, so.
1: I wouldn't because... say world, it has to create that scenario of existence first
0: okay with all possibilities and all frequencies um are not all possibilities
1: not all possibilities what it would create is the foundation of possibilities so it would have you could say it would have all beginning uh all frequencies of creation in it
0: okay but those frequencies don't really interact with certain dimensions, do they?
1: Uh, it, it depends. It depends on the frequency of creations. And then as it expands out, those, those frequencies of creations become more complicated. It's kind of like the
0: flower of life, the fruit of the seed of life to the- So it evolves from the lowest dimension then in a certain way. In a certain way.
1: And then it becomes more complicated and more complicated and more complicated. And eventually it can't complicate anymore and it has to go back to basics before it complicates again.
0: Oh, interesting. So is there a blank slate that it starts with? No, not really. (laughs) It always has to come come
1: from something.
0: Okay. All right. Wow. All right. You'll learn that in the Academy. It has to come through something, yeah, exactly. Something. So, uh, access to ascension, which is uh, we'll also learn in her academy books and the true science, and so is zero point the lowest frequency?
1: It's not. It's not so much the lowest frequency. It's it's complicated.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Zero point would be more of the building blocks. Just. Most people would consider it a blank slate because they can't interact with it. They can't see it exactly. It doesn't exist to them in the reality that it exists in because their sense of reality doesn't reach that dimension in that way. But it is there just because you can't see it. Mm. Let me rephrase that. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there.
0: That's for sure. Yeah. OK, um, we're going to save all of that, a little bit more of that science and um, how it evolves and harmonics and your golden and silver spiral and prismatic convergence. All of those things will be in Apollomy's books. So Apollomy is. Uh, I believe most of you all subscribers have listened to our nine minute little update that Apollo Me did from Montana where she has shut down her uh, galaxy of unity and she's not answering questions back so that she can focus on writing these two volumes that are not on this planet as far as she knows and are need to know for people to understand the science It will be done in a super understandable way. And to understand the science of how to empower yourself and work towards um, yourself as creation and also for ascension. So um, I'm gonna do some baby steps to help her out. And that's where she's focusing every night. She's taken on missions. So she, she doesn't have time to be answering all these things, So upon me, sorry, we'll not be even accepting (laughs) emails at this time, but we will be doing more shows. We can't do it as much, but we're doing it as fast as we can because of our dedication to getting these two books volumes out. So um, if anyone, by the way, would like to donate or support the writing of these books please go to my site, cosmicbrilliance.com and click on the gratitude donations in the banner and I will make sure that uh, I share and Apollomy gets that, so no worries. Thank you so much, Apollomy, for your courageous and extraordinary information and the delightful or enlightful soul (laughs) you are. And uh, I, I so appreciate, we all do, your generosity of time and wisdom to help and educate and expand us to the truth of ourselves, the world, and the universe we live in. Thank you, Han.
1: Absolutely. I'm so glad to be here and see you guys again. Uh, I, it was just really weird that people missed me. <laughs> it's, it's been a couple months since we stopped Galaxy of Unity. And, you know, I, I haven't checked the emails or anything. I know, I know I've seen a few pop up, which... Guys, I, I really appreciate you trying to contact me, but I have to get this done. Once I am done with this, then I will I will be back to a certain extent. <laughs> but and as for my students who were on the Discord server, this book is going to be rewritten. Um, for the academy lessons, so all the academy lessons that you guys have that you've stored and stuff are going to be outdated. Uh, there's going to be updates and add-ons for stuff that I was not purpose that I was not putting in the the lessons because you guys had access to me to ask questions. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot more information in the in the book plus my overall understanding of how dimensions are created and work so
0: it's so exciting because i want to go with you over to hanover to the prismatic and play with the prismatic bunnies and plants and stuff (laughs)
1: oh you want to go to you want to go to Anuba for that
0: Uh, yeah okay oh my god all right well we look forward to it thanks again and team You hang in there. We can all do this together, onwards and upwards. And let us know how you like the show. Take care.